Welcome to the New Books Network. Hello and welcome back to the New Books and Indian Religions podcast, a podcast channel here on the New Books Network. I'm your host, Dr. Raj Balkar, and today I have a very special guest to talk about a, a development, an academic enterprise, a special center in the very special city of Dubrovnik. Uh, my guest today is Nara Broer Lubisic, um, who will talk to you about an organization called the Inter-University Center Dubrovnik. Nara, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, and thank you very much for inviting me. It's my pleasure. Uh, some of the listeners may know I just returned not too, too long ago from Dubrovnik for a conference on uh, the Sanskrit epics and Puranas. And when I had originally, uh, first of all, I didn't plan to go until about a month before. I had done a lot of traveling this year. I thought, you know, I better go and, you know, here's some great papers and present on our volume. Um, and then I thought, okay, I'll just do my duty and go present and then come back and that'll be that. But as soon as I landed... It was more than a work trip. Dubrovnik is a magical place. It's a very special city. Um, it is. It is a very special city. Of course, uh, due to the fact that it's a very special city, it also became a tourist city, uh, which is fortunate for the economy, but also uh, this has some uh, downside. However, um, at inter-university center and also at some other educational institutions, we're also trying to, to, to balance uh, uh, this, this economy and offer something different and something also that may be linked to the history of uh, the ancient Dubrovnik, of um, the former city republic of Dubrovnik from the Renaissance uh, time uh, uh, towards the modern ages. Uh, so yes, uh, inter-university center is not such a new institution. Uh, last year we have celebrated our 50th anniversary. Uh, so the center was uh, established in the early 70s. And of course it was it was a completely different time politically. But if we are looking at the situation today, maybe not not so different. Uh, basically, IUC, as we call it, abbreviated, is an independent international institution for advanced studies. And formally, we are a network organization. We are a consortium of universities. At the moment, there are 125 different institutions, educational institutions from all around the world that are part uh, of the IUC network. But even bigger is the network of uh, the organizers of our academic programs. Uh, what the IUC basically does is we organize conferences as the one you attended, this uh, uh, Sanskrit Epics and Puranas, or on all in all academic fields. So we organize scientific conferences, courses, uh, workshops, uh, um, summer schools, um, different uh, study programs, uh, but they have to be international. Yeah, I mean it's it's a really a. a to my mind, a fascinating enterprise. I mean, it's quite a, quite an inviting idea. I don't know that I've quite seen a model for it before. So just to, to clarify for the listeners, this is a, it's an inter-university center. It's a center that uh, is affiliated with a number of academic institutions, over 100 worldwide, uh, in a variety of fields. I haven't quite seen a model for this. I mean, are, are there similar sites in, in Europe? Or is this, can you tell us a bit about the type of organization this is? I haven't run across a similar uh, institution ah. anywhere, so there isn't a model. Uh, maybe I can tell you a bit how it came to its yeah, existence. I, I love that. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, 
Uh, well, basically, uh, it was it was seventies, and and it was uh, well, it was a different time. But it was a time of the Cold War and the Great Divides, and there was this person in Croatia. Uh, his name was Ivan Supek, um, and at that time he was rector of University of Zagreb. Um, uh, he was a physicist, uh, but he was really also a philosopher uh, through uh, Homo Universalis. Uh, he was a poet, he was a writer, he was uh, a pacifist, he fought, uh, fought, fought against nuclear armament. And, and uh, well, uh, being a physicist, uh, he noticed that his colleagues coming from natural sciences seemed to speak universal language. They understood each other. They would write a formula, or, or you know, and 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 the language of the natural sciences is more universal. But uh, when it came to humanities and social sciences, the discussions were more rooted into uh, politics, into religion, into uh, culture, into the languages. Uh, so he thought that the contemporary world, the world that was very much divided, really needs an independent center where scholars from all around the world, from uh, east and west, north and south, could meet and come together and, and discuss uh, uh, current social issues. Um, he believed that uh, cooperation between universities is of utmost importance since scientific research has become very complex and, you know, problems of the world uh, are most urgent. Uh, so he uh, launched this idea at one uh, meeting of rectors in Montreal in 1970, and his colleagues uh, recognized this as a great idea. But it was very much important that this institution is independent, that it is free from governmental control, that it is run autonomously by its members, which means by uh, um, participating member institutions. So from the very beginning, the center has been established on, on these principles. And uh, all through these decades, we have been running pretty much in the same way. Uh, our programs are being generated by the academic community. Um, the governance of, of the IUC is only supervising that it doesn't, you know, it doesn't go astray, that, that there are no political influences. But pretty much uh, the, the IUC is a platform for the exchange of idea for learning about uh, each other and from each other. Uh, well, uh, Dubrovnik as a city was also supposed to be inspirational. And, and not only because it's, it's a nice city and a magical place, but also uh, because of the history of, uh, of Dubrovnik. Um, I don't know how much the listeners know. It's it's a very small city uh, on the Adriatic coast in the Mediterranean, uh, but from the 15 until the beginning of the 19th century, it was um, uh, it was an independent uh, city republic uh, that was independent from Venice, which was a huge force uh, in this part of the Europe. Uh, it was also, um, it managed to uh, preserve its freedom also from the Ottoman Empire uh, that, that took away 
a huge part uh, of the Balkan Peninsula. And, and this little uh, uh, Republican, and you were here you know, a couple, a couple of uh, um, a month ago or so, it's a very, very small territory. It's just you know, a couple of kilometers, a stretch of a coast, but with the use of well, um, uh, diplomacy, and and with a certain economic uh, strength that they managed to uh, have through the maritime trade, they really managed to be the mediators between Christianity and Islam. They managed to prosper well between uh, much stronger forces. And and so you know this this was really a success story of a very tiny. Uh, independent city republic, but uh, the founders of the RUC thought that this should also be an inspiration for contemporary scholars to come in one place, to be inspired with its history, and to see how problems of the world can be solved in a peaceful way, how uh, uh, cooperation, how uh, uh, communication can really contribute uh, uh, to, to to build a healthier societies for for all of us for for the humankind. Um, also, uh, yeah, yeah. Please continue. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, another thing I, I mentioned those uh, differences between natural sciences and social sciences. Um, at the very beginning, you know, although the, the founder had envisioned it as a center for humanities and social sciences, his colleagues actually reminded him that if you really want to tackle any current social issue, uh, then uh, we, we really need to have the interdisciplinary approach, transdisciplinary approach. That you cannot discuss this without including technologies, and that is and that is true today even more than it was 50 years ago. So uh, from the very beginning, uh, the IUC did include programs in all academic fields, and majority of, of our programs are, are interdisciplinary and transdisciplinary. Fascinating. So what, you know, uh, what is the process like? I mean, um, are you looking for additional institutions to join? What would that look like? Uh, uh, presently, who is the center for, or what is the, the process of joining like? The center is for professors, students, students, uh, scientists, scholars, uh, to all that are interested in, in uh, expanding their knowledge in developing international cooperation. Um, uh, formally, the basis of the center are our member institutions, like universities. It can also be faculties or departments. So it could be also um, like legal entities within universities uh, who are interested in developing a specific international program within the IUC. Uh, we are a very, very uh, including institution. Uh, so so even, even if uh, we have a professor who wishes to organize a new international program at the advanced level with his colleagues from around the world, and his institution is not a member, we would like to also, ex we, we accept it and, and we try to facilitate it. Uh, in there, there are some benefits if you're coming from a member institution, which is strengthening the core essence of the RUC. But uh, in, in principle, 
uh, we are inviting all members of the academic community to develop new courses or conferences uh, at the IUC. Uh, maybe it would be also useful uh, to, to know where we are located. Um, the uh, IUC is being hosted by University of Zagreb uh, from the very beginning, and um, we are uh, working uh, in one historical building. It's a very nice Austrian style uh, building uh, built at the very beginning of the 20th century. Uh, it was built for, uh, as a school. And uh, right now there, there is um, like a conference hall for with 100 seats and there are 10 different classrooms of different sizes, some cabinets, uh, computer rooms, uh, and in the attic space, there's also a dormitory uh, with 56 beds. There are some apartments, a coffee shop uh, in, on the ground floor and very convenient uh, closed atrium, like an uh, inside um, uh, courtyard, uh, where participants can just sit on a bench, be connected with their Wi-Fi and do their work with a coffee, or or where uh, they can uh, exchange in a uh, in a discussion with with a colleague. Um, this uh, building is located just five minutes away from the historical center uh, of Dubrovnik, and which is also very convenient, at least for uh, those. Uh, warmer parts uh, of the year. It's also five minutes from from the local beach, so so in a, during a break, uh, participants can easily uh, uh, go and take a short swim, or or even if if they are in, engaged in a vivid discussion with a colleague, and and this discussion becomes well <laughs> too intense. <Me> too. <laughs> <laughs> they, they can cool themselves uh, in the Adriatic Sea and then come back and continue. <laughs> um, the, the facilities are lovely. I mean, I, I was there for the conference and it, it, it's very convenient. I mean, we all, I ended up coming in and I, <laughs> I um, uh, there was, uh, as I said, I, I decided to come just a month before. And of course, it's August in Europe. And so, of course, everything was taken, but I ended up staying at... Um, uh, it's now a Hilton, but it's a very fairly large hotel in in, in Dubrovnik, the, the, the Imperial, I think it's called, right? Oh yeah, that's it's, it's also it's a, yeah, it's gorgeous, gorgeous. So so I stayed there for for a couple of days just to to land and you know enjoy a teeny bit of of Dubrovnik before the conference because I had to fly back right after the conference was a seven a seven day event, and uh, I happily traded in my five star hotel for a university dorm. Because all of my colleagues were there, we were we all stayed in the dorm. Wow! You know? <laughs> we, we were we were all. It was sort of like you know going back to university, and you know you have these world experts, I mean, people that you, you never see or you only see through email or on Zoom, and then we all stayed on site um, oh. for the most part, and it was it was great. So between between the dormitory and and the facilities and um, the atrium and and the courtyard, it really is. It's it's obviously conducive to connection and collaboration which is great I quite enjoyed it and I had no idea how close it would be I mean Dubrovnik is, is is a relatively small contained space but it's it's very close to, to to the old city and as you say to the beach so it's it really is quite a spot it's quite a gem you know it's sort of it's sort of like a 
one of the best kept secrets of Europe. <laughs> I didn't realize. Oh, well, we, we need to change that. We we cannot <laughs> keep it a secret. <laughs> yeah, we we cannot. We need to. So so um, my sense is that for those of you listening, and I, I understand that there are a number of academics, obviously, who listen to uh, Indian religions and the podcast in general. I imagine also this will be cross-posted to a number of channels. For those of you listening who are thinking of creating an event a, a, a conference a workshop some some sort of you know part of the reason i love doing the podcast is i love bringing people together and exchanging ideas and, and and getting the word out there and so if you want a beautiful place and lovely accommodations apparently even if you're not a member you can perhaps um look to the uh, inter-university center in Dubrovnik for an event i will include the link in the podcast notes um is there anything else about the center that you wanted to share with us? Uh, well, uh, there's so many things that that uh, <laughs> I could share. You know, um, you know, the, the activities are diverse. Uh, in in one year, we uh, we organize approximately seventy uh, different courses and conferences. Uh, they are in all academic fields. Uh, one uh, additional feature of our programs is that uh, majority of them are really up to date. They are either uh, discussing uh, different um, uh, social, uh, uh, current social issues, uh, or or they're dealing with uh, up-to-date uh, advancements uh, within uh, specific academic fields. Um, some, some programs are highly specialized. For example, we have molecular microbiologists that are discussing, um, I don't know, from, from new antibiotics and, and, and the changes in, in uh, molecules uh, to, to philosophy of science. For example, philosophy of science is one of the longest standing uh, uh, course series at the IUC. And majority of the programs are, are uh, such that they are being held year after year, of course, with, with new uh, subtopics. Um, a number of them also have um, uh, their own publications. For example, International Studies in the Philosophy of Science is one publication that came out from the Philosophy of Science and that is running even, even today. Uh, then uh, uh, numerous uh, conferences such as uh, Sanskrit Epics and Puranas, they all have their proceedings. Uh, so uh, there are a number of publications that really come out of, of the work of the IUC, although uh, Inter-University Center as an institution uh, is not, um, uh, we are not publishers ourselves, uh, except uh, uh, some publications that are really about the, the history of the IUC. Um, well, you know, um, Throughout the history, things change, but um, and and of course, uh, the IUC is adapting to these changes. Uh, uh, as as you could see, you know, uh, uh, the the most uh, the the best thing about the IUC is that you enable people to get to get together and to get together physically, and of course. Uh, digital technologies uh, today are allowing us to, to become closer to each other. We all now have our Zooms, our Teams, and all sorts of different platforms uh, through which uh, we are communicating. And that is a huge asset to the society. Uh, however, at least our participants are saying that uh, this physical connection is something that you can 
not so easily. Even with the most advanced technologies, you cannot overcome it. Uh, if you really want to, to, to discuss something in depth, you really need to sit and, and talk, perhaps be engaged in the same, you know, have dinner together, have a glass of wine together. And, and uh, despite the fact that we have now been using um, uh, cameras and, and uh, we now have uh, participants that due to some reasons cannot come and physically attend, uh, still the biggest asset of, of the RUC is uh, enabling and, and allowing people to come together physically. Uh, so that's one thing that we would also try to keep in the future, of course, with the help of, of uh, new technologies. Um, we try to ask our organizers, like, uh, what, what do you need? How can we facilitate you in, in, in your academic needs, in, in uh, your uh, um, desires? And uh, many times they told us, don't change anything. Uh, but we also try to, um, to widen our network and we try to make our network uh, more usable. Um, for example, uh, um, we, we, we need to work more on the online network management uh, so, so that, I don't know, our, our uh, organizers from United States know what their colleagues in Europe are doing if they want to establish a new collaboration. Yeah, there's no, um, so it, it just happens to be the case that I've been teaching online since 2017. So when the pandemic hit, I was sort of, I was teaching online on Zoom since 2017. So when the pandemic hit, I was just, I just got busier. And so I have a completely online career. And, and having said that, um, there's, there's no replacement for in-person connection. There really is no replacement, particularly um, not just the face-to-face -face connection when you're with a friend, as you say, having a bite or a drink or a coffee or what have you, but also when you're when you're in sort of a you know a quasi hermetically sealed space with a number of people and and there's so much cross pollination, just interacting with people in person. You have organized conversations and chance conversations. You know, anybody anyone's experienced the power of a conference. Or, you know, or intensive or symposium is will be well aware of, of what I'm talking about. So um, the technology is great, I think, um, as a tool, but uh, without question, there's no replacement for the personal touch and and, and meeting uh, meeting in the flesh, so to speak. Um, how did you how did you get involved in the IUC? Tell us a little bit about your journey. Uh, by education, I'm an art historian, and I also study comparative literature. Uh, however, I'm, I'm not working in, in, in these two fields only, you know, with, uh, uh, at least not directly. Uh, well, uh, when I finished my studies, I came back to my hometown, the Brunix is my hometown. And of course, I was a, every young person just finishing uh, uh, university. Uh, I was looking for a job. And at that time, I got acquainted with the current director general. Uh, of the RUC, uh, who was also looking for uh, um, a new person <laughs> um, at the RUC, and we met, and later on there was a job interview, and, and I started working first as an administrative assistant, you know, typing in a list of participants, and, and you're doing all the 
administrative tasks. Uh, and then after a couple of years, uh, I, uh, I was elected as an uh, executive secretary of, of Inter-University Center. Um, well, <laughs> when, when, you, when you say uh, executive secretary, that's, that means that uh, I'm supposed to organize an office. We are a very, very small uh, team. It's only three of us that are uh, full-time employed uh, at the IUC, and we also have an outside accountant. Uh, from time to time, we also have very valuable uh, interns, and I think maybe I can I can also announce it because we are always looking for for interested interns, and and for many of them um, the experience at RUC was life changing, because uh, they when when they came here they were able to. Um, um, take part in, in the programs that were of their own interest. They were exposed to the international academic network of people. They met many new friends. They really experienced, you know, coming in one place, but experiencing the world. Uh, so, so yeah, sometimes we also uh, welcome interns. Uh, but other, other than organizing um, different programs at the IUC. I'm also in charge in uh, preparing documents for our executive committee meetings, uh, for the council meetings, uh, communicating with the member institutions, um, different um, offices for international collaboration. And, and also recently we have been involved with some EU, um, EU projects within um, Erasmus Plus, that is a European scheme uh, for different education uh, projects. Yeah, I, I have a, a client. I do some one-on-one -on -one, um, coaching of various kinds. He's actually, he runs an organization in the UK who was uh, receiving a lot of uh, programs from Erasmus Plus. However, uh, uh, thanks to Brexit, <laughs> that's that's literally uh, dried up, but I'm, I'm familiar with the program. Um, uh, just uh, out of curiosity, have you noticed trends in terms? I mean, I, you can see just from the just from the, your website in terms of the upcoming events. I mean, there are a wide array, a wide array of of events uh, from all sorts of, of fields, from hematology to Jewish studies to philosophy to you name it. Um, have you noticed any trends in terms of the sorts of disciplines uh, that that partake in the IUC? Well. well... Traditionally, due, due to the history, uh, 60 or 65 percent of our programs uh, are coming from uh, social sciences, uh, humanities and social sciences. We have a lot of um, philosophy, uh, sociology, political sciences, a lot of law programs uh, in different aspects of the law, whether it's uh, uh, criminal law, criminology, uh, uh, well, recently, uh, obviously, a lot of uh, these law programs have been discussing very uh, up-to-date issues uh, with uh, uh, the war in Ukraine. Uh, so, um, 
But as one trend that I have been noticing recently is that we have an uprise in uh, the programs in the field of uh, physics and in the field of technology, especially related to the use of um, well, either new material or uh, energy issues, um, renewable energy, um, um, ecological aspects of, of um, for example, petroleum engineering summer school um, is, is dealing a lot with, um, well, uh, eco ecology in the use of, of the gas and petrol. Uh, so uh, a lot of our program are also um, concerned with um, climate change, uh, and and also uh, some programs recently uh, are also interested in the development of uh, artificial intelligence and how that is going to influence not only uh, our academic lives and how we are going to adapt to it, but also about the way how we learn and, and accept things. Fascinating. Um certainly a, a comfortable and rich sensor. And I, I hope that there are listeners out there who will take advantage of the opportunity to use it if they are looking for a spot, an international hub in a beautiful city. Um, is there anything else about the center that you want to touch on for today? Uh, well, I would, I would like to invite everyone who is interested. Um, you know, it's uh, the only requirement is that the program is advanced, uh, at the advanced academic level, that it has to be international. Uh, organizers should be from at least two different countries. Um, um, lectures should be from at least two, three different countries, uh, as well as uh, students and participants. And it is advisable that is from as diverse number of countries and continents as, as possible. Uh, some of the things that the RUC also as an institution is uh, trying to achieve is um, to uh, offer an additional support for the region of the Southeast Europe. Uh, because I, I know that listeners uh, from from the United States, uh, everything is close. You know, when you're when you're looking at Europe from from United States, it's it's a very small uh, space. Uh, however, uh, here we really notice that um, uh, the academic uh, uh, the, the colleagues coming from from the Western. Uh, Balkan countries or from uh, from the countries of Southeast Europe that are not yet members of the EU, uh, they have more difficulties to get connected with uh, their colleagues from Europe and from the world. And since the world is coming to the RUC in Dubrovnik, which is actually located exactly there, uh, we really think that it is important to enable uh, students and professors from from these countries uh, to come here and and to uh, take part in in our academic programs. Um, of course, uh, that sometimes also needs uh, financial support. Um, in in the past, we had a long lasting uh, support from the Open Society Foundation uh, that offered grants. Uh, to participants from Southeast European countries that are not yet members of the EU, because it is considered that, you know, people, uh, um, students from the EU always have some alternative 
uh, they can they can apply for um, uh, this Erasmus Plus grant, and they can they have opportunities to to be mobile to 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 uh, do a semester abroad. Uh, however, countries like uh, I don't know Montenegro, Serbia, or Bosnia and Herzegovina, Kosovo, Albania, uh, they are still not members. They are uh, uh, accession. Uh, countries, so they don't have this possibility, and uh, since we no longer have the support from Open Society Foundation, we are continuing uh, to build uh, South uh, IUC Southeast European Scholarship Fund, and with with, with this fund, uh, we offer grants to PhD students from these countries taking part in our programs in, in humanities and social sciences. So, so we are also inviting those who would like to support this grant to enable students to come. They can find it on our webpage. And, and also uh, uh, students and staff from, from this area to apply for that. And recently, uh, thanks uh, to the generosity of uh, uh, Professor uh, Marian Danashka, who, um, who is from Yale, but originally from Croatia. He's a professor uh, of law. Uh, he also established uh, Maria and Mirian uh, uh, Damaška uh, Fund. And uh, with this fund, he also supports participants coming from the Southeast European region and those countries that are affected with... Um, uh, war instabilities or instabilities and aggression. And that is for the IUC programs uh, in uh, human rights and atrocity crime prevention. Uh, so we are, you know, we are trying to be as inclusive as possible. And of course, that sometimes depends on funding. But when a funding is an issue, then we, we try, we try to find a way. You can, you can always find a way. So these two funds are also something that the IUC is maintaining. And we're also grateful that uh, Creation Ministry of Science and Education is offering scholarships for creation participants taking part in our programs. And many different uh, national foundations uh, also uh, offer uh, scholarships. For example, German DAAD offers support for their participants coming in. And, and we are grateful to all of them. We are quite aware that you know, the RUC as an institution is managing with support from all different sides and angles. And of course, most grateful to University of Zagreb for um, um, securing the logistical infrastructure and, and the basis for our operation. Fascinating. That's uh, all of the links are in the podcast notes for those interested. Thank you very much for appearing on the podcast today. Thank you very much for inviting me. For those listening, we have, of course, been speaking about the Inter-University Center in Dubrovnik, a really fascinating and, to my mind, forward-thinking institution that aims to unite uh, unite nations in advanced um, academic enterprise. I mean, I don't know. That sounds delightful to me. It's not for everybody, but that's... <laughs> That's sort of where I live. So um, until next time, keep well, keep listening. Uh, check out the center if you're all interested and, and keep contemplating perhaps uh, the power of collaboration across borders. Take care.